Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hello everyone, I'm Jinx Monsoon and welcome to a brand new episode of Hi Jinx with me, Jinx Monsoon. Today my guest is season five sister, all-star, all-star, she's an all-star of the all-stars franchise. (laughs) She is wonderfully well-known, fabulously quoted, and... uh, just one of those enigmatic people that comes along once in a while like a star in the night. It's detox. (laughs) And you know what? We're not going to talk about the drama of season five really all that much at all. We're going to instead talk about how we take care of ourselves these days, what life has been like in the last decade, and we're going to talk all about her current business endeavors, which are really quite impressive. All today on Hijinx. So buckle up, hunker down, and strap yourself in for some brand new Hijinx. M. Oh. M. Mom! Hello everyone, I'm Jinx Monsoon, and welcome to High Jinx, a podcast where I, an internationally tolerated drag superstar, get to interview compelling and fascinating people about how they became who they are and why they do what they do. Today we are joined by the founder of Fluorescence Supplements, my fellow season five sister, the icon, the legend, the sex bomb, Detox. Hi, Detox. Hi, Jeeves. (laughs) (laughs) Detox, the icon. Um, I also, uh, let me, am I quoting you correctly? Your lips you refer to as the Black & Decker Pecker Wreckers. (laughs) (laughs) Which set of lips? (laughs) (laughs) D, how are you? I'm well. I'm well. I'm doing really well. Um, how are you? I'm well. I'm well. I'm doing really well. Um, <laughs> I yeah. I can't complain. I'm having a good time. Yeah, Where are typically, you? Typically, I have things to complain about, and I really, I don't, I don't think as of right now, this moment and this space. Have anything to <laughs> complain about yet? <laughs> Which is good. That is kind of. 
a first for you, isn't it? Um, you know I like to complain. And I it's know. Usually, it's, I'm very much like the living embodiment of the meme that's like, you know, God, hell hath no fury like a slightly inconvenienced homosexual. <laughs> you, um, but it was a benefit to have you on set for season five because, you know, you know the phrase, the squeaky wheel gets the gre- grease, you know, I never had to be the squeaky wheel. Because <laughs> I had you and Roxy there. And um, usually you were fighting for things we all wanted. We just um, didn't have the same... Uh, uh, gumption. J- gumption. Joie de vivre. <laughs> <laughs> what a great term of phrase. <laughs> um, detox. I get to talk to you more often than some of the season five girls. We all get very busy. Um, I, I I get to talk to you mainly because <laughs> my designer lives with you. Um, <laughs> the Lady Hyde, who is not just my designer, but designer to many drag race girls. Just tell me, um, what's it like having a designer who lives in your house? Do you just come home with things you find and say, can you cut this up and turn it into something? Do you just come home with piles of fabric and put her to work? It's great because I don't, I mean, I don't make her work for me that often because I know she's she's so busy with other like clients and projects. And she also really helps me take care of the house when I'm away. Yeah. Um, and as a great companion to have when I am home, like the, the brief times that I'm home. Yeah. Um, and then, I, I, of course, um, down, you know, the lady Hyde being who she is, she's <laughs> like, as soon as I come home, she's like, oh, here you go. I just made this for you while you were gone. And I'm like, <laughs> so it's kind of great because I never really have to come up with things. She just like sees something or finds fabric that that resonates with her for me. And then I'll have something when I get home, which is great. Or all of the vintage shopping that I do when I come back. I'm like, I found this cool fabric that I don't know what to do with, but let's change it into something. You know, she's got, there's a stack of things at the house waiting for me to like actually figure out what the fuck I want to do with them. Hoarder. Um. Totally, totally a hoarder. She's also very good at like keeping the drag area organized and being like, let's try to get like weed some of this shit out. Yeah. Yeah. Kenny's been helping me with that lately. It's hard. I'm very attached to anything I've ever worn. You know, like I, everything has a story. It's like, this thing doesn't even fit you anymore. But RuPaul liked it, you know? Exactly. <laughs> Detox. You know, it's funny. Are... Um, during oh, the, oh, sorry to cut you off. But it's, no, no, go. It's funny at the, the beginning of the pandemic when I actually had time to be in my space for uh-huh. for longer than a few days at a time. I started going through everything and pulling things out and like, Finally, actually unpacking some some boxes and bags from season five. And I was like, oh, this is where this was. Oh, this is where this is. What am I ever going to do with this? I sure can't fit into it now. Like all these things. And I ended up selling a few things on eBay from season five. And then just the other day when I realized it was our 10 year anniversary, I, the little bumblebee outfit popped up and I sold it like maybe a year or two ago. And I was like, Oh damn, I wish I would have had that now. So I could have, <laughs> especially cause I'm back to touring kind of regularly and I've lost some of that COVID weight. I was like, I probably could squeeze my fat ass into that one more time. <laughs> that outfit was such a perfect entrance look. And there were a few of us that just kind of had a, like you and I, I was wearing a swimsuit and you were wearing, was it latex or vinyl? Vinyl. 
both good things to wear for being dunked underwater, but we had no idea that's what it was. I just had a feeling. I had I was, a feeling too. Yeah. Just because I knew that there was so <laughs> many, like, they they tried to fuck with everyone coming into the new seasons in such a dramatic, like, let's ruin their drag indefinitely <laughs> with this first challenge photo shoot. And yeah. they hadn't done water since, you know, the first season, really. So I was like, I bet you they're going to bring that back in some capacity. Yeah. And they did. Uh, <laughs> oh, and oh my God. That was honestly. I got one of my worst fears out of the way on day one because I just I'm not a good swimmer and I I I hate the oh my god you know what it's what it was well your outfit was very sleek but for those of us wearing like big layers and stuff it yeah. was like oh my god um, let's talk for a second detox if you would um, give us a snapshot of. Tell us about some of the biggest projects you have worked on and things that you have done since season five. Um, And you can include all stars in that. I know that all stars is, you know, a time for queens to go, okay, see what I've, let's see what I've done since you met me, you know? Right. So we've gotten to see your evolution a little bit. Um, give us give us a snapshot of where you are at today and 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 the stops along the way. Um, that's that's a great question and a great journey <laughs> to go on. <laughs> I feel like I've done I feel like I've done so much and I also feel like I've done shit all. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like it's been such a blur and I feel like I've accomplished so much and I've like I've gotten to live out some of my like childhood dreams by meeting some of my you know, favorite fashion icons and designers and, Mm -hmm. um, and movie stars and celebrities and having great experiences with them and becoming friends with some of my, you know, beloved heroes, um, which I don't think would have ever happened had the show not occurred. Do you know what I mean? Um, so that for sure has been a a really amazing part of this journey. I think also, um, becoming closer with my family has been really great and like being able to celebrate and share with them, um, the like the fruits of our collective labor because they were so you know especially with my sister being as supportive as she was being able to share and so many of those experiences taking her to fashion week and yeah. and introducing her to all these amazing people that I love because she loved them when I was a kid yeah um, and sharing in all of those experiences has been has been really great um and going into business with her has been really amazing and you know and then here I am now still trying to figure out what I'm doing next, but also <laughs> overwhelmed at looking at what my plate is in store for the next year, you know? Absolutely. You know, Detox, you have a lot of talents. You really do. You have a lot of talents. You're funny. You're captivating. You're musical. You can rap. Uh, you're funny. I mean, like, for me, funny is a big, big one. And you're one of the one of the most hilarious. Um <laughs> Also, (laughs) also though, well, you will go there for a joke. Like I watched you once take out my partial denture and put it in your own mouth for a joke. (laughs) And it's my favorite thing. Um, But I will say, if anyone could turn partying into a career, (laughs) it's detox. And I say this. I mean, we've partied some together and we, and I am so glad for our 20s together. I don't know what age you oh were, but I was, <laughs> I was in my 20s. I was in my 20s still too, you bitch. <laughs> we got some partying I was in my under our belt. 20s. <laughs> 
We got some partying under our belt before I quit the sauce. And I am so grateful for those years because, you know, you learn a lot about yourself from testing your limits a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I got to say... You know, when post-season, every girl is playing musical chairs at every bar and every gig. And do you know what often the promoter would be saying to me in the car ride to the club? Well, Detox was here last week. And she (laughs) stayed till closing, drinking with the girls, drinking with the kids, (laughs) uh, partying all night long. And I was like... And I used to try to live up to that. I used to try. There were times where I was like, well, if detox can do it, I'll do it. <laughs> if that old bra can do it, then I can. <laughs> um, where are you at these days with your party lifestyle? Because you are, you're just the life of the party. That you are, uh, you are a socialite as much as you are anything else. I, Tell us I a little bit a about that. Butterfly for sure, <laughs> um, it's it's tough because I mean I, I obviously still like to have a good time, but I also um, I I've grown up so much. Not that you necessarily need to grow up in order to evolve and and whatever, mm-hmm. but I think that obviously as we age, our bodies handle things differently. I think it's a lot, um, it's a lot more difficult for me to bounce back, which is, you know, thank you for mentioning fluorescence. Cause that's part of the reason why I started a supplement line. Wonderful. So I could, I could get to like have, be able to like have a good time, but also still function in the morning instead of wanting to completely die, which I always yeah. want to die anyways, but at least I can, I can live and want to die instead of being <laughs> dying yeah. and go for in bed. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I've, I've, uh, I definitely have calmed down in a sense, um, and and that regard where I was like the girl staying until the end of the night mm. partying with all the girls. But there's, I, there's nothing wrong with that if you're someone who can handle it, and yeah. and let's uh, let's not pussyfoot around it like that. Like even just the promoter mentioning that to me, that goes to show that it is a part of our career. It is an expectation of the mm-hmm. drag queen, especially the visiting star, you know. It is no small thing that our hand our our work as drag entertainers and live entertainers in general, you know, it's it's intrinsically linked with partying and socializing mm-hmm. and alcohol and and um so yeah, it's kind of like uh, it's a necessary evil in our field, but also it sounds really brilliant that you saw you saw something that you were dealing with and thought, how could I fix this for myself and consequentially other people? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I think too, um, especially like when we were f- first coming off of our initial seasons and like starting to be a part of that whirlwind of like the touring schedules and being at a different bar every night. Um, and also being such a social butterfly, I thought at the time I didn't really realize it then, but like by being a social butterfly kept me, um, in the minds of the people who were booking me. And it's, I think mm-hmm. it's been a really a big um, attribute to my longevity and being able to like continually work everywhere that I've been and being yeah. still in demand in that sense, because I showed up, I had a great time with everybody. I made everyone feel welcome to my world. Yeah. And included myself in their world and, you know, will still always work. That's why I always tell everyone not to be an asshole when you get off of your season because you have one opportunity really to work. Yeah. At one bar. And if you're a dick, 
They don't want to be back. Yeah. <laughs> because they've yeah, because A, there's plenty of girls. There's enough to go around and there's going to be a new season next year. So right. absolutely. It's like, I think, especially after season five, I think we were at this time where season four had kind of blown up in a way that was new for the franchise. And it's blown up more and more since then. But for us, we were coming off of, you know, the kind of like the cacophony of season four, really like not just starting a, a successful drag career, but starting a su- successful entertainment a career shift. for some yeah, of those for girls. Sure. Yeah, and, and so we knew that there was high potential and we knew that like this was a big opportunity for us and we had already heard some of the ridiculous stories of girls like really kind of making an ass of themselves and now no one wants to really have them back and mm-hmm. i think you are definitely one of the girls who who um make sure that you are delivering before you are demanding <laughs> oh absolutely <laughs> Well, yeah. and I think also um, I was lucky in the sense that I was traveling with Willem so much before even being on season five mm-hmm. that I was able to kind of get an idea and get a yeah. footing about what that that kind of touring life was going to be like once I did the show. Yeah. So I kind of already like had a basis of like, okay, here's places that I like. Here's what I should do. Here's what I shouldn't do. Um, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you remember the night it was you and me in Alaska at Parliament House? Parliament House for the white party. I, it's my favorite picture. It's in my favorite. I'm folder. wearing your I'm wearing your silver rooted wig and the three With of us. All that are, black hairspray in it. The three of us are in a bathtub holding beers. It's really it's really a great photo. It was it's like one of my favorite memories from that whole period of our season. We just had such say yes attitudes and then the combo of you and me in Alaska and even Roxy who didn't drink but still had a good time with all of us <laughs> the four of us you know and um well okay let me not get ahead of myself what would you say I say this all the time when people talk about the aspects of competition that we dealt with and, you know, like me and Roxy, you and me, uh, Rolaska talks, jinx, blah, 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 blah. I always say that was all real. We were in a real competition. We were fighting for our lives. And when the cameras turned off, we knew how to be friends. And when the filming was done, when the show was complete, we wasted no time. There was no link. Like, it was just immediately, okay, now that's done. And now we just get to be friends, sisters, and colleagues. So everything was real. And it was a huge was, bonding so, experience. For sure. And there's so many different layers and um, and experience. Like, everyone has their own individual experience with everything, too. And it's like, you know, all of us have had conversations about that you know, before, during, after, <laughs> yeah. the whole, everything, um, and acknowledging that and and understanding that and, like, being supportive of each other. Yeah. And I think that's one thing. Obviously, it was it's an entertainment show and, and you know, and, and competition, and we're all heated and huge competitors. <laughs> Listen, I never got it as bad as Selena Choo Choo on that first day. <laughs> 
I still think about Serena on that first first episode of Untucked, and I just my heart breaks for. Or I guess it was episode two, episode two of Untucked. Did you catch on the latest Untucked mm-hmm. when um, <laughs> Lux referenced it actually? Oh, really? <laughs> yes, because Amethyst, I think it was Amethyst, was like going going through it, and she was you know I think it was her third time in the in the bottom mm-hmm. or whatever. She was like, you know, I just feel. Like, you know, I'm surrounded by such legends and such an amazing cast. And Lux smirkily said, um, yeah, but you're here too. <laughs> Which is what Roxy said to Monica Beverly Hills before she so rudely said, except for Serena. <laughs> so shout out to Lux Noir. Um, I love when Drag Race is self-referential. Because yeah. it means we have created such a world that we get to now reference ourselves. Um, so, yes, our drama, real. Our friendship, also real. Um, so I I just love putting that out into the universe whenever possible. Because there are still people who, who like, that was 10 years ago. And and what a, what a thing, though, to, to have known each other for 10 years and to have been... Mm-hmm doing this for 10 years and still, you know, mostly enjoying it. <laughs> First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Let's talk about your supplement line. Um, you're in business with your sister. You and your sister have a beautiful relationship. She's been your lawyer <laughs> many times. She's been my lawyer and my manager, my agent, and my chef, my man, and my assistant, and my driver, and my jet. <laughs> and now you are in business with her. Uh, let's let, uh, let's talk about the roses and thorns about doing business with family. <laughs> um. Well, I mean. No one's going to get you or also be um, more supportive and more in your corner than, you know, your family mm-hmm. or the people who you're closest with. And she and I are inseparable. Um, and I, we've always been. I think the thorny sides of it are because mm-hmm. we are so close. Like anytime that shit gets like when business has to happen or like things, we can get snippety. She's like, we're not selling anything unless you don't post about it. And I'm like, bitch, I'm busy. <laughs> you know, she's like, film some content. I'm like, I'm, I'm, it's hard to remember to film content. And I'm also, or if I have a week off, I'm not going to get in drag on my fucking week off yeah. to film content for this thing. And she just gets mad at me. She's like, well, we're losing money then if we're not doing that. I'm like, okay, I agree. Like, I, get your, 
all of your points are valid, but also listen to me and let me know. Like I'm exhausted. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. to enjoy a moment in my bed. Don't make me get up and work. Yeah. You know? So th- I think that's kind of the thorniest side of it. So far we haven't had too many blowouts in that regard, but um, and that's also like shit that I know. Like I just don't want to hear. It. I know I need to get up and work more, but I feel like I'm already working to the bone. The last thing I want to yeah. do is work more. You know how it is. Well, what's nice with those familial relationships is, uh, yeah, the roses and thorns are the thorn is this person knows you better than most people, and so they know what tactics to use. They know mm-hmm. what tactics you're gonna use. Mm-hmm. You probably end up having the same conversation over and over and over. But the rose is, the love is typically unconditional. Like you've gotten to this point because you're able to have gotten to this point. And to go into business with someone, it's a huge undertaking. And of course, with family or anyone close like family, it's like, do I really want this person who knows everything about me? But well, that's the great thing about her too, is that, I mean, it was, it was really her idea to like, cause for the longest time she was like, we got to like kind of recenter the attention on your, on your lifestyle to like make you more palatable for brands (laughs) and everything. to want to book you to do things because you are this exuberant wild child. And then she's the one who kind of had this idea, like, fine, let's lean into the fact that you're, you know, you're a, a middle-aged housewife who just wants to sit around and drink rosé all day. Let's lean into that and capitalize on it. And it's something that I never really thought of. Um, and I also, like, wasn't really into supplements until the pandemic happened because then I was like... Yeah. Oh, I should probably be healthy with this deadly virus that's going around and I'm severely asthmatic. Let me like start doing all the things. The pandemic, of course, quarantine just made me, I think a lot of people kind of examine how they take care of themselves. Absolutely. Um, Physically and mentally. Um, I know I was (laughs) doubling down on therapy through much of it and... Um, yeah, I was definitely re-examining a lot of things. Um, (laughs) I love that you and your sister decided to lean into it because I think there, we are craving authenticity right now. And Mm -hmm. I think especially after just a long stretch of being very, very blatantly lied to by our government, Um, We are just craving people to be genuine with us. And I think that's what I'm seeing people respond to most right now is like, do what you love to do just as long as you're not bullshitting me, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, Detox, you've had some work done. (laughs) what are what are your feelings on having work done what are your candid thoughts we know you're an advocate for it we know you um you have had work done some of it was restorative after a very tragic accident and then some of it has seems like it's just been that's what you wanted to do yeah Um, i mean to be honest most of it was elective Okay. There was very <laughs> there was very minimal work that was reconstructive. <laughs> okay. Okay. But and there was a little bit of work that was done prior to <laughs> that heard, accident. Heard, heard, okay. <laughs> what are your feelings uh, on it? <laughs> I mean, I'm a huge advocate for living a life authentically for yourself and living mm-hmm. it for you and only you. And and 
um, and doing whatever it takes and whatever in the world you want to do to make yourself happy and to live as authentically as you want yeah. to live. Um, and a lot, and you know, plastic surgery and, and body alterations falls in line with, with self-care to me. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I think a lot of it too, like, especially when I started getting body work done is like the, the fluidity I feel and have felt about my, my gender identity and um, and the way that I see myself and the way that I wanted to be kind of I didn't really care how I was viewed I was the way that I wanted to yeah. to to feel um, and so now I have the body of a middle aged mother <laughs> <laughs> which is and, and I I mean that's what I've always wanted that's what I strive to have <laughs> right. Mine's removable, uh, just, but uh, <laughs> mine is too dangerously. <laughs> but I will say, in order, and like you know, obviously, a lot of the work that I've had done was was you know illegal black market silicone injections. I don't mm-hmm. think at the time we didn't really have as many safe alternatives yeah. for that kind of particular aesthetic or look or 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 feel. Um, and so I, I did. Then I think had I known that years later there would be other safer alternatives i would have probably waited and done that yeah. i luckily knock on wood i haven't had any um you know problems with any of my work yeah. and, and that's a blessing because there th- are things that are super terrible that can happen when it comes to illegal black market silicone injections but luckily the guy who did all my work knew what he was doing was very familiar with the vascular system <laughs> you know used the <laughs> the right materials and um, and again, I've had no complications from it, but I don't, um, I don't advocate for getting silicone work done, especially seeing as there's just a lot of bad things that can happen with yeah. it. And so a lot, of, I get a lot of emails and a lot of DMs asking who did my work, how can I get work done the way that you did? Where do you, where should I go? Yeah. What should I do? And I go, don't do silicone. There's other alternatives now. This was yeah. you know, almost 20 years ago when I started getting work done. I have, you know, I, okay, so uh, in spite of my jokes, uh, you and I are roughly the same age. We're of the same generation. Mm -hmm. And I know I grew up with the mentality of, you know, it was part of what we were taught. Love yourself as you are. You don't need to change. You don't need to be anything else. And that kind of, that mentality always kind of had me thinking that to love myself, I had to be anti-plastic surgery, Mm anti-changing your appearance. And I don't feel that way even in the slightest anymore. I, I especially, you know, just like you've been saying about being able to express the you, you want the world to see and you want to see yourself, you know, you saying that you're doing it for you is a huge important element. Um, I've had very minimal work done, just my hair transplant thus far, but it was life-changing. Like mm-hmm. I, I I really, I was saying this to my wig person just a couple days ago. I really feel like having a hair transplant for me gave me my life back because so much of me was not happy because I wanted to be seen femme Mm-hmm. And I felt like I couldn't do that with my hairline receding. Mm-hmm. And it really fucked with just literally everything about how I saw myself. And, of course, it's an ex- 
extremely expensive procedure. But what I wanted to say about it is I am so glad that I didn't have it done until they had really like come a long way with the technology. And it's that tricky dance of, do you wait for a while to see if a safer alternative comes out? Or, you know, sometimes you don't have the luxury to wait. You need right. you need that affirmation and you need that transformation now. So, um, you know, I'm I'm very happy you're not having any complications, but I'm also very proud of you to be an advocate for safe um, plastic surgery. Yeah, because they're coming up with new shit all the time. (laughs) All the time, and I'm trying it all. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like guinea pig when it comes to it. I'm like, is it safe? Okay, let me try it. There's a new kind of Botox out. Let's put it somewhere. (laughs) Which, don't look at me right now. I have the filter turned way up because (laughs) I I wasn't able to get my Botox before I left on this tour. Oh, hot. And I'm stressing. (laughs) Are you on tour currently? I am. I'm over in the UK right now. We're um, we just actually finished our last day of rehearsal for this adult panto that I'm doing. We opened for the That's adult. That's right. Panto you last told week. me you were doing an adult panto. What's yeah. the story again? It's the Little Mermaid. And you're Ursula and the Sea Witch. I'm playing Ursula. <laughs> I, I don't know why I keep getting cast as villains. I just don't know. <laughs> 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 Are you and having a blast? A We're having such a great time. I worked with this company last year doing the adult version of Cinderella mm-hmm. um, and had a great time. And so this year I'm doing um, The Little Mermaid. But this time we're having to do kids versions as well. So we did <gasps> two days of rehearsal. This like Today was our last day of rehearsal for the kids version, which mm-hmm. that stresses me out a little bit because we both know that I have quite... Um, uh, a colorful, of, a colorful <laughs> vernacular and vocabulary. So, and I, <laughs> and we just did, you know, we did like a whole week and a half, two weeks of rehearsals for the adult version. Did a show of the adult version, which went really well. Um, um, and so, like, it's already like in my blood and my in my brain, just yeah. to say, oh, don't, oh, if you got a movie, at least put some fucking effort into it, you disgusting worms. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like. Please don't call a kid a fucking disgusting worm. That's a kid-friendly version. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, that's got to be a mind trip, having to switch back and forth like that, but... Um, but you're, you're a, you're a very intelligent, capable adult human being. I have no. So far the run-throughs I haven't slipped yet. So fingers crossed for a continued successful run into the actual shows. Do you, do you have a place besides, um, do you have a place other than America that you like working in and visiting the most? Uh, I love Stockholm. I spend a lot of time in Sweden whenever I can. Australia, of course, just because mm-hmm. we've we've gone there for so long. And um, I mean, have such Australia. Amazing... When you when you're someone with the interests you and I share, Australia's a great. Place <laughs> it's to a go. great place for us to visit. <laughs> <laughs> you in particular, because um, you know they're uncircumcised there. Yeah, it's nature shocks. <laughs>
Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, what has, how has, I don't ask everyone this, but you know, I feel like I know you well enough. Um, uh, how has your celebrity affected your personal life, positive and negative? Um, I mean, like part of me wants to say that it hasn't much, but obviously it has been completely life-changing, like to be so recognizable and, um, you know, be approached all the time when I'm trying to like, just have a coffee or, or out with my family (laughs) and all that stuff, which I love because it's amazing that I have like people get excited and want to see me. And I think that's something that's super, um, I don't know, it's just, it's rewarding and, um, like a little pat on my own back and be like, oh, people actually like me whenever I'm at some place. <laughs> um, and it's made it difficult to date for sure. And, you mm-hmm. know, I'm such a, like a hopeless romantic and such a lover. And it's, that's been a difficult kind of thing to navigate in the past 10 years is um, finding, finding a, a partner who's, who can be um, accepting of the work that I do and appreciative of the work that I do and supportive of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also trying to find a partner who is not taking advantage of that, yeah, um, and that you can kind of like fully trust, and that's been that's been difficult. Mm-hmm. And also finding the time. To really- yeah, yeah, time is also a big factor in it. Yeah. And you you like to keep busy. Like um, <laughs> we keep talking about. It's been ten years. It's no joke. It's like we really started right away and um have been going at it for a long time <laughs> a decade yeah. is no joke well because um, we you and i have, like we started doing drag when we were really young professionally mm-hmm. too so yeah. it's like you know take into consideration the 10 years prior to being on drag race <laughs> of doing drag and then you yeah. add the 10 years post you know celebrity of it yeah. and i'm like Ooh, <laughs> this is a long granted, time. Granted, going from one bar to a, a bar down the street <laughs> and going through like, having three different cities in one night. <laughs> D, um, what I want to know is you are a very sex positive person in your drag aesthetic, in the way you present, in the fact that you have worked in the adult industry and don't apologize for it. You um, you ha- have go-to material based on it. You know, I love how I love how you've owned your sexuality. I can tell, like I can see the influences. We all know you've been in, uh, influenced in fashion by Terry Mugler, um, the '80s, which was a time where female empowerment and female power was like, t- it was like, a pu- it, 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 there was a huge shift in the way shift, women, yeah. in the way women presented and, and, and femininity being viewed as powerful. And so have you faced backlash 
being this person. I'm sure you have. And where are you at today with conservatives deciding that drag queens are now their target for everything? Drag queens and trans people. Let's be fucking real about conservatives. The the reason that they're scared is because it's like holding a mirror up to themselves and they're afraid of their own sexualities. They're afraid of their own... um, uh, ability to to find freedom in that they're mm-hmm. so shackled by whatever oppression they've had by being conservative to be honest like mm-hmm. this whole like religion itself is is just ridiculous to me anyways <laughs> but like a lot of the shame comes from being brought up super conservative and, and religious and it's like yeah. it's a um I don't know it's a it's just a generational curse truly yeah. Um, and luckily I really wasn't, I wasn't necessarily forced into that when I was young. And I was also, um, had my sister who was super free spirit to look at, who was a sexual free spirit and owned her femininity and owned, and I saw power in that. Um, I don't know. I'm sure I received backlash in some ways. I don't know if I ever really see it or, or mind it or care about it because Mm -hmm. to me, I'm just out there being me. I try not to let that affects me because the more you let it seep into you and your surroundings and, and, and your psyche, mm-hmm. and the more toxic you become. So yeah. I just try to, and hopefully I think by doing that and by, by living as openly and a- approachable about who I am, mm-hmm. I think that will hopefully extend that kind of power and grace to other people to be like, this isn't such a negative thing. It's yeah. okay to be open and, um, and engaging about all of that. Yeah. It's a natural thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's how we're all here for fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> someone had to fuck for you to be here to spew your vitriol, <laughs> you asshole. Uh, so, uh, you know. Go um, get pegged. <laughs> go get pegged. Um, uh, Simone brought it up multiple times on her season. I, I know I had heard the phrase like living unapologetically or or doing this unapologetically. I know I had heard it before Simone, but Simone on her season really embodied that. And I think you as well. Um, it's, it's, it's wonderful that, you know, like I would say you and I are both people who are just doing what we love to do. And when people are able to gain something from that, that's a great added bonus. But, you know, I see (laughs) we've kind of talked about it, but neither of us like are concerned with making our material kid friendly (laughs) unless it's unless it's like uh, what the job is, you know. Right. We're not necessarily for everyone. Our drag isn't for every type of person, for every age group. But... We love doing what we do, and a lot of people draw a lot of inspiration from it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I think that's, you know, mm-hmm. that, that's a great point to bring up, because even though we're, our particular styles of, of drag and comedy and performances are not necessarily for everybody, but we also know how to do a job that is for everybody. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, when, I'm, when I do get booked at all-age events, I always, first of all, anytime I get booked, period, I'm like, 
I need to know if it's an all age show or not. So I yeah. can know what material to bring because I'm obviously, and I don't think any queen is going out there specifically or any drag entertainer period is going out there being like, oh, I'm going to do my fuck me mix at the all ages <laughs> brunch performance. <laughs> you know, we... We're, and if they are, aware. they're just not good at their job. You know? Right, right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, of course, uh, being part of a marginalized group means we deal with if mm-hmm. one person fucks up, then and the entire fuck community fucks up, you know? And straight people aren't held to that same, uh, you know, like they don't hold, uh, the, the mainstream community do not hold themselves to the same standards. They would never think one straight man represents all straight men, you know? Right. Um, but when it comes to which drag they do. queens. And, which they do. <laughs> <laughs> but when it comes to marginalized groups, they're very happy to generalize us. But I think you are you're saying it perfectly. You know, like we are not bad at our job. If the job is all ages. We know how to do that. And thank you for saying it so succinctly because, frankly, I'm just sick of people who don't know a thing about show business telling us what we do for a living. <laughs> well, that's truly what it is, too. It's like this generalized, you know, conception of, of drag entertainment specifically. is like, oh, it belongs in a nightclub. Well, yeah, it, it originates in nightclubs because that was the only safe space for us to do it. Thank you. Spaces. My God. And oh, now it, you're taking away the safety of that for us too. Yeah. You know, so like, it's like, where do you want us to, they don't, well, like, first of all, they don't want us to be anywhere. Yeah. So, so it's like, whatever. Like, but they gonna, have to, they have to pretend they're, you know, going about it democratically. But right. when has that actually ever happened? Anyway, detox. I fucking love you. Um, you've got <laughs> you. <laughs> you've got fluorescent supplements. Um, you've got you're in an adult panto um, in the UK right now. How long are you running in that? Um, we run until the twelfth of March, I believe, is our last show. That's my last show too. That's why we're not able to see each other. I know. That's why I was mm-hmm. so bummed. I really hope that you get extended because I would fucking love to see you there. Um, and I'm sure you're brilliant. It's also, it's just amazing to see like your biggest dream, one of your biggest dreams finally come to fruition <laughs> after so long. Like why it took 10 years for you to get on Broadway is beyond me. Well, I know it, you've been off, off Broadway. <laughs> off, 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 off. Australia's pretty off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, you know, I have been saying it and I wonder, this will be a great final, um, off the cuff question before I get to my compulsory questions for you oh, that I geez, ask okay. every guest. But first, um, what I can say is one thing that has been beautiful about this experience on Broadway is yes, I have been wanting this for a long time and I have been actively working at it for a long time. And yet it happened now. And thanks to it happening now and not any sooner, I'm at a place in my personal life where I can really, really appreciate this experience and not take it for granted. Um, Mm -hmm. A big part of that is my sobriety, but also just the work I've done on myself and being an older, 10 years older, wiser person, you know? Mm -hmm. So I truly believe that this happened when it was supposed to happen. And I'm so glad it didn't happen sooner. Have you had any moments like that in your last 10 years? 
Honestly, I'm probably getting on season five when I did. Cause I- <laughs> yeah, because you auditioned for, did you audition for every season before five? I only auditioned for, I did the first season and the third season. And then was was about to do the fourth season. And then my personal life got, we, mm-hmm. we know all about that story. Too, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, just first and third and then and then fifth, which I got on fifth, obviously. Um, so that I was thankful for that because I'm looking at like just how amazing our season was and and kind of where the show was going. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whew, thank God I kind of dodged those bullets. <laughs> yeah. And you know, if in like I like to look at facts because everything is so subjective, but factually. Our season, season five, was a damn good season. And I know this to be a fact because All Stars 2 was a season five reunion. <laughs> it truly was. It truly was. Which also is considered one of the best All Stars, if not. It yeah, really stars. was. Well, yeah. until your All Stars, oh, well. which was brilliant. <laughs> it, was, it was a really good time. But you know, um, to go back, is an undertaking and is like you know you you are taking a lot in you're putting a lot into fate's hands once more and um i would say we both did a good damn job of making the most out of our all-stars experience but that does not mean it wasn't difficult for either of us and we've talked about that in many a delta sky lounge (laughs) (laughs) d my love i have compulsory questions that i ask every guest let's go answer them however you feel first question who is your celebrity crush today? <laughs> Ooh, I have a few. I'm, um, I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed and in love with Lucas Gage from, um, he was like the guy who was getting his ass eaten on White Lotus. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And shout out to Lucas. <laughs> I'll be in your DMs again later. <laughs> He's very, he's just, I think he's a great actor. He's also just a, a sweet kid. Yeah. Um, um, oh God, who else is my, I've got so many celeb crushes right now. Uh, <laughs> um, Ollie Alexander, always. Oh my gosh. Talk about. Years and years. Do you know, um, I just, I love him so much. He's been such a sweetheart to me whenever we've interacted. I hear the most wonderful stories about him. We have mutual friends and he's just, he's one of those like, aren't you just, don't you just feel lucky to be alive at the same time as a person doing what Ollie Alexander is doing? I love it. I love it. Cause I, I wasn't, um, Introduced to Ollie on Penny Dreadful, when he played like this little vampire kid who was like, <laughs> and, like he was maybe in one episode, and I was yeah. like, "Who is that?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with this little vampire, and then had no idea about years and years until well, you years have and years later. <laughs> yeah, I do, I do. If you look like your dad and you're slightly twinky. <laughs> Which is why we get along so well. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I know, because Bob, do you know what Bob says about my friends? She says, all of your friends look like they were drawn by the same illustrator. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's Tarua. And so Detox has uh, flirted with all of them. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm going to say my celebrity crush today is, who's, who's my, oh, I just had an, uh, uh, Anthony Rapp. I'm going to say oh, Anthony Rapp and Jesse Ooh. Eisenberg, because I've interacted with both of them recently, and they are both just the sweetest, gentlest people. Gentlest. You've always loved Jesse Eisenberg, though. I have, haven't I? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, he's, a, he, he was an absolute sweetheart. Um, he may have been at Chicago recently, so anyway. hey <laughs> I also love, um, I loved your interview with Seth Meyers recently, and you were like, can you please tell your brother hello? <laughs> I was I like, mean, that's my girl. Wouldn't would you if you had the chance? <laughs> well, absolutely. Um... My next question for you is, are you spiritual? I don't, well, you know what? That's interesting. I definitely am not religious, but I do, I do believe in, I don't even know if it's believing. I just feel connections with, with the spirit realm. I, you know, I talk to dead people. I don't really, I'm not a medium by any means, but I mm -hmm. definitely like communicate and I've had, had spiritual, um, Inter like divine intervention. Listen, we all saw the movie Ghost. We know what you're talking about. <laughs> I've made many a clay. <laughs> many things made a clay. No, um, I feel like I'm spiritual in, in, in the sense that I definitely believe that there's greater things out there, not necessarily religious-based. Yeah. I, I, I feel the exact same way. And, you know, when you, when you have... Not that you need to define it, but I always like to say, like, you know, I do feel like there is a bigger source of energy. There is a bigger, mm -hmm. like, entity. And even if it's just the earth, you know, right. like, even if the earth is a living organism, it is a giant living thing. So even if you just put your faith in the fact that like the earth is self-sustaining and can take care of itself, that, that in itself is, uh, you know, quite extraordinary. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's kind of what I say with witchcraft is like, I know what I believe in. I don't necessarily have to define it, but at the end of the day, all I'm worried about is what am I putting out into the world? What am I taking from the world? How is my energy affecting my surroundings and vice versa? And that's what I focus on in my day to day. Mm -hmm. And and that's, you know, that's a that's how I'm enjoying things right now. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely been like um a lot more energy focused mm -hmm. lately, especially like being in different environments, being in different surroundings. If I like and I I read and I feel energies a lot. So I'm like, oh, if this is if this is calling me, or if, I, if it's like a magnet to me, then I feel like it's a great thing. But then there's also definitely energies that I've been feeling where I'm like, no, I'm good. I can step away from that <laughs> and like let that be its own thing over there. Yeah, and, and refocus my energy somewhere else that's a little more positive and, and rewarding for myself. That's so good. Uh, is it just because? Is it just because we're older? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> My final I feel like question. I've always kind of been that way in a sense too, but maybe yeah. I've been maybe I've allowed myself to actually listen it to it more and be more discipline. Discipline. I'm much yeah. more disciplined now than I've ever been. And I think it's just because I think when we're in our 20s, 
it's really easy to have a case of the me, me, me's, you know, especially, I think, especially when you experience overnight success Mm -hmm. and then the glitter wears off a little bit, it's really easy to become a tad (laughs) self-absorbed. Yeah. Well, and there's also a part that, uh, of like self-care that is, is being self-absorbed, but maybe it's, it's a more positive. Yeah. Of being me, me, me. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's like knowing when, knowing when to be selfish. Maybe that's what it is. Or tuning <laughs> into the positive, like the more, the more nurturing aspects of, of yeah. selfishness. Yeah. Kind of way, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. And do you have a supplement that helps with that? Not yet. <laughs> we are, we're producing two new, actually we were supposed to have them out for the holiday season. Mm-hmm. That was, one is a caffeine base, which is like a, um, we're calling it pre-party, which is like, it helps get your energy up. And then the other mm-hmm. one is called, um, oh God, I can't remember what we were going to call it, but it's, um, it's cannabis based, which is like a mellower. So it's like, you can mm-hmm. tolerate being around people. If you have <laughs> I am a huge advocate for that. You know I am. I'll put you on the PR list. But. Yes, please. Just uh, um, I don't need the variety pack. Just a whole bunch of the just, mellow. Yeah, just a bunch of the mellow. Um, my final question for you, Detox, is what is your go-to karaoke song? Oh, God. Um, I Well, I do love Shaq every time we do karaoke. <laughs> just because it's some, such a fun song. Yeah. I did it recently here, and we're in this little tiny island called Barrow, <laughs> uh-huh. which is northwest of England, or uh, north in northwest England. And we went karaoke like our first night together. Uh-huh. And I did Love Shack. And I was looking for like all the actual like vocalists of the group to help me out with with like the backing vocals. And none of them knew the fucking song. And then none I was like, I am old, aren't I? This no no no. This is the UK. Major and I, um, when we end up at karaoke together, we always do Love Shack together. Anywhere in America, it brings the house down. The whole room is screaming along. It's rocking. We did it in the UK once. Crickets detox. Boots. Crickets. <laughs> it's, it actually, it's, it's Trinity K. Bonet's birthday today, and so we're gonna go have dinner with Trinity in a little bit to celebrate oh, her birthday. Wonderful. I think we're gonna go do karaoke later at at the bar here. Um, so I'll probably, you know what, I'm gonna do it for you, and I'll I'll record <laughs> it so you can see that it's nothing but crickets. <laughs> I love it. Please tell Trinity I say happy birthday. I will have a wonderful time. Um, I love you so much. Thank you so much for having this conversation today. Thank you for your candor. Thank you for who you've been in my life. And I'll never forget watching you put my teeth in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and look, I have, my, I have a set of my own now. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, I love so you much, so much. Thank you for having me. I love you too. And thank you all so much for listening to Hi Jinx here on the Forever Dog and Moguls of Media Network. My name is Jinx Monsoon and we have new episodes every Wednesday, so make sure to search for Hi Jinx on your favorite podcast app and hit subscribe. You can follow me at the Jinx on Instagram or at Jinx Monsoon everywhere else. Be sure to follow Detox. I'm sure if you just enter in Detox, <laughs> she's she's You'll the first thing that pads. comes up. <laughs> <laughs> you get a lot of Chinese supplements and foot pads and then probably links to my porn. 
<laughs> and I'll see you all next Wednesday for some more hijinks. M. Oh. M. Mom. To listen to hijinks one day early and ad free, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcasts.plus. Hijinks is produced by Moguls of Media, aka Mom, hosted by me, Jinx Monsoon, and produced by Joseph Shepard. Editing and sound design by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio.